Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We are live at Flowery Branch talking with our new coordinators. We had great conversations with all three of Mm. them. And uh, here's what's crazy. Somebody just said to me, Dukes, I feel more confident after hearing these coaches. Well, yes, it's easy to judge guys that you haven't heard from or we have nothing to go by. Right. Okay. We have to give this. This is what I was saying about Raheem Morris. You've got to give him a clean slate. you got to see where this goes and what happens. And then, Mike, under his direction, under his hires, under his personnel moves and things of that nature, then we start to decide whether this is moving in the right direction or not. But you, you can't do that with the team that he took over for Dan Quinn that was already a mess. Correct. That was an 0-5 team for a reason. Yeah, and then uh, and Dirk Cutter was just completely, I mean, i got to be honest, he was just absolutely brutal at his last go-round as, as the OC, as you called it before that season began. I Terrible. thought maybe there'd be some familiarity with Matt Ryan and with the other way. Yeah, man, the other story today in the NFL, and this one is interesting. We just talked about it during uh, Yeah, Man, No Man. Shanahan, your buddy Jason Lockenfora, you here on the podcast, yeah. basically saying that here we go, Shanahan's the ultimate scapegoater, firing Steve Wilkes, where obviously it's late, too late now for him to get another job as a D.C. because he just played the last game of the year. And the guy that they, if you're going to fire anybody, if you're Shanahan, go fire your special teams coach, Brian Schneider, who's been two years on the job. Your special teams was a disaster. You know, you didn't have the presence of mind to get everyone knows from high school out of the pros to get away from the ball if you don't know where it is on the punt team. And then, of course, the blocked extra point. That's special teams. That's not Steve Wilkes. No, it's not. Mike. You know, but that's, you know, that's why, you know, Shanahan does irk some people. And I know a lot of Falcon fans, they, they never want to see this guy win anything. But that one, I got to be honest, that's some dirty stuff to do that to Steve Wilkes. And you're firing the wrong freaking guy. Well, think about this. And, and you guys saw the overtime. I don't have to tell you. It's the most watched Super Bowl in history. As the game is playing out and they go on a 13-play drive, Steve Wilkes, they blitzed him. They went zero coverage. They went man-to-man. They They went zone. They brought pressure in the middle and off the edge. There's a point where, you know, you say, what more can I do? Nothing. Because you just played the greatest quarterback of his era, Mike. And right now, Patrick Mahomes had all the answers to everything that you were attempting to do. Sometimes you just have to tip your cap and go, he made the plays we weren't able to make. It doesn't make Steve Wilkes a bad coordinator. All of a sudden... Your, your defense has been eh, suspect at times throughout the course of the year, but I don't put this loss on Steve Wilkes at all. I totally agree with you. This is a scapegoat move, and I don't know, you know, again, Shanahan made the decision they brought, brought him in. Now they fire him, and it looks like, oh, well, Steve Wilkes was the reason because they gave up the touchdown in overtime. Give me a break. Kansas City only scored twice, guys. Yeah, Shanahan also remembered, guys, or after the game, also blaming it on analytics, you know, when he had a chance to gather his thoughts. Well, the analytics, and then he doubled down yesterday by saying, well, we knew going into the playoffs how we were going to play these scenarios. 
Still doesn't make sense. Yeah. And it's still a wrong move. And everybody, who, again, who's not a nerd who's followed football for the last century, especially even with these new rules now where you flip the script on overtime. Yeah, Shanahan just, th- th- that's a bad look for him. And I, as I said, I mean, I don't want to see anybody lose their job. But, hey, we're all results-driven businesses, right? Everybody out there listening. If you're going to fire a guy in the 49ers, you fire the guy whose, air, whose group was screwing up. And that would have been Brian Schneider, the uh, special teams coach. But Wilkes gets got. And as our buddy Steve Weiss and others are pointing out, now it's too late in the hiring cycle for him to catch on. Of course. I mean, come on. And and I just, you know, listen, they have a right to do whatever they want. I just feel like this is one of those moves mm-hmm. that if you're a coach around the NFL, you look at that and go, come on now. That, that's ridiculous. I mean, I, I don't know. Who are you going to put out there? Was Bill Parcells or, or right. Belichick going to stop that drive? I mean, give me, come on. You, you did everything you could possibly do. It wasn't like they stayed in the base defense, Mike, and didn't try anything. They right. tried a multitude of things during that 13-play drive. Well, if you believe in karma, Shanahan ain't never going to get no Super Bowl. It sounds that way. It looks that way. Mm. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Guys, uh, we are going to talk more about what the coordinators had to say, including what Jimmy Lake, our defensive coordinator, uh, told us about how to improve basically uh, what he'd like to do with this defense and you know, we asked him about the DBs as well. One of the big question marks, guys, going into this offseason, and if you guys know this, some of you do or some of you don't, is what we're going to do with A.J. Terrell. And how do they value A.J. Terrell? And, Mike, maybe Jimmy Lake comes in here and says, he's really good, right? and I can make him great. And we're going we're gonna to stay the course. And if you do that, understand we're paying him. And this is a guy that, again, we talked about the, the interceptions. Jimmy Lake said to us, first we have to stop the run. That allows us to pin our ears back and make more plays from an interception standpoint. But, guys, we, we are a team that didn't have any interceptions from our corners this year. That's concerning. Right. When you say, hey, do we have co- great corners? Kansas City Chiefs have two incredible corners. One of those guys Jimmy Lake coached in college. I just feel like that's something we've got to be better at. Right. Now, again, there's a lot of ways to approach this offseason. We may wind up, as Carl said, drafting a corner with that pick at, at number eight, If we're unless we're going to move up to get a, a quarterback or we're going to address it through free agency. There's a number of uh, trade rumors. Guys, again, March 13th, 11th for the illegal tampering, but uh, March 13th, 14th is when you actually start making some trades or guys can get signed. But what is the decision going to be on A.J. Terrell? Local kid, office from Westlake, great player, but do you feel that when he really didn't have anybody opposite him, they never picked on him? No. And then once you started to upgrade some of the personnel around him, A.J. Terrell got exposed at times because sometimes he drew the number one receiver and couldn't hang with him a lot. I'm not like it's hard to find a guy well, who's quality, but is he, I'm just curious what the number's going to look like. I mean, A.J. Terrell should not reset the defensive back market, I guess is my point. No, the no, corner no, market. no, no. I don't feel that way. I think he, he would be paid fairly, but there are games, Mike. For example, Tampa came in here. Um, and, and he holds Mike Evans to, like, one catch. Right. Right? And that's literally a mano a mano. I got you in pretty much the entire game. But and, he gets he gets beaten alive up in Tennessee. And and so there you go. I mean, that, and that was uh, – who am I, who are we thinking of? D-Hop. D-Hop. Yeah. DeAndre yeah, Hopkins. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. So that's the, the – you go – there's going to be ups and downs, but what is the totality of the work that he put in this season? And I think for, for most corners, if you consider yourself to be a lockdown corner – um, I can put you anywhere on the field, but more importantly, you got to make some plays that make a difference. And I just – do you feel like that as you watch A.J. Terrell this year? And I love the dude. I think he's tough. Uh, he shows up. 
But it is a decision that the Falcons are going to have to, to, to figure out. 404-726-0929. Follow Mike, by the way. Mike Bell, ATL. I'm at Put'em Up. See Dukes and this radio show. Dukes and Bell, 929. Follow the radio station at 929 The Game. Normally, we do the dog report where folks and officers the Falcons are up here inside the Ticketmaster Studios at the branch. You're going to hear, as Carl said, the OC, then later our DC, both Zach Robinson and Jimmy Lake. Uh, Rusty Mansell just sent us a message about uh, the Georgia Bulldogs. Special teams coordinator Scott Cochran and the offensive analyst Daryl Dickey have resigned to pursue other uh, opportunities the team announced earlier today. Kirby. Kirk Benedict, who has served on Kirby's uh, smart staff as special teams analyst. Last two seasons, he'll be promoted to special teams coordinator. And it was just basically a terse two-sentence uh, comment. I want to thank Scott and Dale for their contributions to George football. I wish them all the best moving forward from Kirby. Yeah. Um, do you guys remember the Scott Cochran situation, how he stepped away for a little while? Right. And everybody was wondering if he'd be back. And, and they were being supportive. On? Absolutely. Right. And maybe, Mike, again, not knowing all the details, and nor do I need to, but Kirby felt like, look, uh, we got to move forward. And so he thanked them for their, their efforts and services. But I'm not surprised at this. I just felt like this was one of those stories that was lost. Right. Like we hadn't talked about Scotty Cochran in a while, and we didn't know what the outcome of what was going to be for him um, as far as, you know, what, what the situation. Was he going to come back to the staff? Was he going to be available? So today we get finality on this. Also, guys, uh, just while we're talking some Georgia Bulldogs, Paul Constantine is uh, going to be uh, hired by the Falcons. There's a college connection to Alabama. Uh, our buddy Rusty, because you know Rusty's so dialed into the world of college football, uh, this dude was apparently uh, a big part of the strength and conditioning program in Alabama, which needless to say produces some of the best athletes who all go to the NFL. Yes. And, and obviously are, are built like you know Mack trucks with, with legs. So this dude's now going to be involved here with the Falcons, getting our guys slapping iron. I love it. We got a new weight room, by the way, up here. Yep. If you guys are not familiar, when you come up for camp in late July, early August, you're going to see. It'll be done by then. Right. But they've added. They're adding on to the end of this building. It's going to be a massive weight room. Maybe Coach will let me do my annual leg workout. (laughs) Annual (laughs) leg workout. Hey, guys, this hour is brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. Hey, coming up, we're going to talk about what happened today at this parade as the Chiefs are celebrating. Can we celebrate? Can we get one of these? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Atlanta. 
We are going to have a lot of options when it comes to how we want to deal with or potentially get our next quarterback. It's Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We're live at Flowery Branch inside the Ticketmaster Studios. Coming up at 5 o'clock, you'll hear from Zach Robinson, the new offensive coordinator for our Atlanta Falcons. He was the passing game coordinator for the Rams this last season, and they had a great offense. Let's just be honest. I mean, you could say it was Stafford, Mike, but you mentioned Puka Nakua and these guys that – you know, really stepped up, uh, the, the running back, w- Williams. I, I just feel like there was a lot that you could say we have that the Rams possess. Right. That when coming here, and I'm guessing, Zach, he's done this, you could go man for man and say, we got that here. We've got that right. here. We've got that here. But you said it earlier. We talked about it. I said, you know, they went a lot of three wide receiver sets. You know, and, They did. And with all due respect to Mac Hollins, Mac Hollins was a zero factor on this team, if I'm honest. You know, decent run blocking. That I think that would probably be the high watermark for him. Um, they brought in Van Jefferson because, remember, they, they when Puka Nakua was doing his thing, he made him expendable with the Rams. So you got a, you got a couple of dudes. I think Scotty Miller might have a place because of his speed element, but you've got to go get some guys. They're going to look for guys with, with more athleticism, more more just down the field speed, to your point, because that sort of fits the uh, the Rams' M.O. We did ask Zach, and you'll hear the conversation, as Carl said, at 5, about Kyle Pitts and maximizing his talents. And, is he, and he's aware of the fact that he wasn't 100% last year and getting him back to where he could be the ultimate weapon we thought it was when we drafted him. No doubt. So – Let's just explore this for a second because I want you to hear what Jeff Saturday said about the Bears and whether or not they should keep Justin Fields and drafting Caleb Williams. And then Kevin Fishbane covers the Bears for the Athletic, and he was on the Steakhouse talking about the Bears and what they're willing to take for Justin Fields. So a couple of things. It's one, yeah, even if you want to do it, is it worth it? What's the the amount of draft capital you're going to have to give up? But first, this is Jeff Saturday uh, from ESPN talking about the Bears and whether they should keep Fields or not. And listen, I understand what everybody thinks Caleb Williams is. The next greatest quarterback, he's C.J. Stroud or he's Patrick Mahomes. The reality is it's an inexact science. And if you know what you have in Justin Fields, you know you potentially could have a lame duck coach. If you're the organization and you have watched what happened to Mitchell Trubisky, you have watched what has happened to Justin Fields at this point, why would you go draft the first pick in the draft? Throw him into a very similar, if not exact, situation and expect a different result. So he's saying, listen, as great as Caleb Williams is, he's still a college quarterback. He hasn't proven it in the pros. You've got a guy that started for you for three years. Even if you think he is a little bit inconsistent, Mm -hmm. you've seen improvement in Justin Fields. Keep him. Mike, that's where I've been. But I don't know if the Bears are there because – the thing with the Bears is how often are you going to have the first overall pick in these drafts? Right. And the idea is if you don't want Caleb Williams, uh, you can you can obviously leverage that and just uh, now you're set. And all the things you want to do to improve your football teams, they need help on both sides of the ball. They That's got right. better as the, as the season de- uh, evolved. But, yeah, I just think, man, you, you, they, like, this is the ultimate because a lot of the Bear Nation was down on fields for a minute, but I think he won them over the last half of the season. You I saw it too. against us. Now he went back and fortunately reverted to some of his, his the mistakes that uh, you know got him sort of on the fence in the first place against Green Bay in the final game of the season. But, see, I'm not – you and I were talking about this off the air. Are you sold on Caleb Williams? No. I, I invoked I, listen, Mike Vick I, because Mike Vick's year after he was everybody's, you know, number one, he had to wait another year. He kind of went back a little bit in some areas. And this year – the other thing is you and I were talking about this off the air. Caleb Williams looked average at times this year against a defense that is so far down compared to what the SEC or the Big Ten is bringing. You begin to wonder what he does when NFL defensive coordinators are getting after him. Well, he had a down year in the Pac-12, but he also won the Heisman in the Pac-12, and people say, well, right. how do you compare those two? Right, how do you, how do you wrap your head around it? But, but I've said to you, and I, I, you know, when I said this to the audience, I had guys hitting me back immediately, you're crazy, Dukes. I'm not willing to tell you he's the number one overall pick right now. 
there's a lot still to be determined. You can tell me about all the intangibles. I want to. I've said this. I want to talk to some people. I want to see what these workouts look like. I want to see if he throws at the combine. If he decides not to, which a lot of times a number one guy at that position doesn't, he'll just throw in his personal workout. But the fact is, if you're not completely all in that Caleb Williams is this transformative talent, hmm. Mike, and, and I don't know if he is, but I'm not necessarily all sold on on that. But I'm not sold on uh, on on May either. I think May could be a really good NFL quarterback. The thing is, they have all the intangibles that these teams look for. Size, great arm, right. all the things that we talk about. But when I when I go back and I think about a guy like Zach Wilson, he had all of that too. And it's, it's panned out to be nothing. So right. I just believe that, you know, you have to figure how a guy is going to be used in your system and how you're going to – uh, continue to develop him when he gets to the NFL. When you get to the NFL, and this goes for C.J. Stroud, C.J. Stroud was really good this year as a rookie. Mike, he's got to get better next year. You just can't stay the same. And that is why Patrick Mahomes has been so damn good and gotten to these Super Bowls. He came in, you said it, through 50 touchdowns. We were like, oh, that's an anomaly. No, it's right. not. He came back, and he's been as good year after year. That's the key. And so the Caleb Williams thing, I'm not poo-pooing him, but I just this whole notion like, oh, it's a done deal. What if somebody says eh, yeah, the Bears? But, maybe the Bears aren't convinced, and they go, "Well, mate, let's just trade the pick." But there's no way you're gonna have both guys on that roster. That's one thing no. I think most people agree. I mean, and that's one I've seen some articles written like that makes no sense whatsoever. Now you've, you've lost your leverage. I mean, you've got to take one of these pieces, you know, whether the value for the first pick or the value for your quarterback, right. and, and and use that. You can't you can't have both guys on this roster at the same time. Now, what what if the, is, would, would the deal get consummated the first day that free agency and trades are open for business, or is it going to get uh, is going to be gamesmanship goes all the way? the draft i think that's that's a question i think it's done early and i'll tell you why we've got the combine coming up next week the foundation for whatever is going to be done with the bears will be done at the combine and for those of you who not have never experienced the combine and now it's a big festival or you know event that the nfl puts on behind the scenes all right i'm telling you all these coaches are meeting everybody's talking and the foundation for this deal is going to be laid. And, Mike, as soon as it can be done, it right. will be. I don't want to wait to draft night. I want to get this deal done like the Bears did last year with Carolina and know that I've got now all these picks in front of me and kind of look at where we want to go. If you wait to draft night, now it's a different deal. So I think this is going to get done. Let's hear from Kevin Fishbane, who from The Athletic, he covers the Bears. Uh, he was on the Steakhouse. And why are we talking about this? We talked to Zach uh, Robinson, our offensive coordinator. Yeah, we were literally trying to read the tea leaves and see if we could give a sp spill the tea about just what exactly our direction of quarterback is going to be. And so we were discussing this. Here's Kevin Fishbane talking about the Bears and what they're willing to take. I think the Bears would love to get a second-round pick for him, especially because they don't have one right now. They traded away for Montez Sweat. And, I mean, look, if I'm in charge and someone comes to me with a second-round pick for Justin Fields, I'm, I'm not thinking twice about it. I'm taking that and, and, and moving on. Now, I think that you can have conversations about how about a second-round pick with conditions on it where if Justin Fields does this X, Y, or Z, that becomes a first-round pick. I think the Bears could certainly entertain those conversations if they can get multiple teams in a bidding war, they can get multiple teams interested in him. You know, one of the problems facing the Bears is, yes, there's a lot of teams that need a quarterback. There's also a lot of really good quarterbacks in this draft, too. So I think, you know, when you, you know, for Atlanta's case, I think Atlanta's unique in the fact that they probably feel like they have the offense built and would rather just plug in a veteran as opposed to, you know, where they're at in the draft. Second round pick, I'd do it today. Right. If you told me we got to give him a second to get a guy that started in the league and has a sense of what this is about, 
and he's coming in with a new coordinator, and he's going to run this system, Mike. Mm. And if it's Justin Fields, I do that right now. Yeah, I love the idea. I know that uh, we did, and you'll hear Zach Robinson's conversations, Carl mentioned at five. Um, he, there was some talk about the pocket passer, and there's still a place in the world in the NFL for the pocket passer and the guy that can use, you know, again, you don't have to be uh, like uh, the dual threat guy. You just have to be able to move in the pocket, like Matthew Stafford. Like Dan Marino, even after his Achilles injury, knew how to avoid the pass rush. You don't consider him a mobile quarterback, sure. but you just be able to move. You know, then it's funny because when we were listening to what Zach had to say, we replayed some of the sound. I wonder, did. Again, we got a long way to go, but some fans like me are saying, hey, is he, is he maybe foreshadowing Kirk Cousins? Could that be a pocket <laughs> passer? Now, that would be very expensive. And uh, would you find a way to make that you know, math work? You'd have to restructure some guy. I think Grady might be one of those candidates for restructuring. But anyway, to create money where you could go get the guy, they can do whatever you want. You can get a corner at eight. You could go, you know, you could go edge rush. The Kirk Cousins thing, you and I kind of pivoted to Justin Fields. I just wonder if this, if you're taking an OC from the Rams, and that was the, the classic pocket passer, are yeah. you going to be aiming pocket passer with your quarterback let, here? Let me ask you guys this. It's Dukes and Bell, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Yeah, uh, guy talks on the way, uh, 5 o'clock Falcon Report with our new OC and our conversation. Do you feel like we're a quarterback away? Yes, I do. I really do. Okay, I think so. the defense needs some tweaking, but I think we are a quarterback away. I think a quarter. put it this way, a quarterback, a competent quarterback, a Kirk Cousins. See, I don't know about Fields because, you know, with the inconsistency, but okay. a Kirk Cousins, a Russell Wilson on this team, these, this last year and the year before, that's 10 or 11 wins, and you're in the playoffs, and once you're in the playoffs, then you know anything is possible. Okay, so if you feel that way, and the only reason I ask that is because of the financial commitment you're going to do with a guy like Cousins. It's going to cost you 35 to $45 million. I don't know what the exact number is, and the reason why I say that is if that's an investment, and you say, well, it's only for three years, okay. But if you feel like that is the, the piece, you go do it, Mike. There shouldn't right. be any debating. If you if they feel right. like you do, then we can't debate. Let's go do it and pay him, and let's go see where this thing look, goes. I, I, look, I like Kirk Cousins. I don't love the idea of Kirk Cousins, but I will say this. Matthew Stafford dealt with numerous injuries in Detroit and then came to the Rams, and the, and the knock on Kirk Cousins is he's 1-3 in the playoffs. But as you said, we 30 touchdowns a year, we haven't had that since Matt Ryan. No. And, oh, by the way, this guy, the same thing you can say about Matthew Stafford applies to Kirk uh, Cousins. Put him on the right team, boom, this is a guy that could uh, certainly make a run in the playoffs. I agree. Now, here's the debate for me with Kirk Cousins. Guy talks on the way. How much does he excite you? Like a seven. He does Yeah, a seven on a scale of one to ten. He doesn't. And that is something we're missing. And mm-hmm. I think as much as we want to get a guy that can win and throw touchdowns and excite us, uh, we got to get somebody that excites this fan base. Well, I like Jaden Daniels, but is Jaden Daniels going to be C.J. Stroud or is he going to be Justin Fields in the sense that you're, then you yeah. can also get Justin Fields? Yeah. And some guys are saying, guys, you've got to get off the Justin Fields thing because he's shown he's so still inconsistent. Yeah, And you can tell me that doesn't right. matter. Right. Until it we, does. It, it, yeah, absolutely. Until it we start does. losing games and you guys start talking about this quarterback. All right, Mike, what do we got coming up in Guy Talk? I got some sad news. We will get into You may have already seen it. Some uh, A tragic turn at the KC Super Bowl celebration. Uh, we'll talk about some of that on the lighter side. Some guys are saying, man. You guys are going the wrong way on this uh, Steve Wilkes conversation. He should have been fired in San Francisco. (laughs) Uh, We'll talk about some of that. And uh, the Fantastic Four has never, ever worked in the Marvel Universe. And it's killed careers. And whose career is going to kill next? (laughs) Explain. Coming up. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Where the players play live from the Ticketmaster Studios. It is uh, Dukes and Bell guys are up here at Falcons HQ, the only radio station broadcasting live, as we will be all season long. You'll be hearing us with Coach Raw. And today we got to hear the dudes working for Coach Raheem Morris, uh, Zach Robinson. You'll hear our conversation. I know you guys want to know all about what the hell is the offensive plan going to be. Well, I think it's a really great conversation. That's coming up at 5 later at 6. You're going to hear from Jimmy Lake, the defensive coordinator. And then tomorrow we're going to play you the uh, special teams coach, Marquise Williams. So stay tuned for all that. Sad, sad, tragic news uh, out of Kansas City today. Apparently, after things wound down and the uh, Chiefs were celebrating their championship uh somebody uh, unloaded on uh, some people and uh there's two suspects are both in custody with the kansas city police uh there's right now there's there's more people apparently that are being treated at the local hospitals but one person is confirmed dead two are in critical condition there's about 11 people altogether that were wounded in the shooting uh the kansas city police are saying it is not a terroristic uh incident uh terroristic in nature i should say but it looks like i, I don't know if it's if it's young people or whatever this dramatic video i put it up the one of the local radio djs in kansas city posted it it's at mike bell at if you want to check it out but there were some chiefs fans as you can see the cops are basically holding down one alleged suspect and they've got the other guy uh and uh just scary stuff carl gun violence on a day that should be nothing but fun and joy for everybody in kansas city no doubt mike uh you know we we hate seeing this i i hope we haven't been desensitized to all this stuff i say that because i know we have because of our, our reactions but um you know nobody's immune to it and, I mean, for me, I don't know these individuals, but, you know, I'm guessing, Mike, that they're hardcore Chiefs fans to go out on a day like today and celebrate right. and minding their own business, not hurting or harming right. anybody. And this is, you know, the, 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 the consequence that they end up paying for no damn reason. And it just it pisses me off, man. I mean, it, it continues to. Um, we can talk about all these shootings and whatnot, and I know, thank God, this is not – uh, on the scale of, of massive injuries and massive people, I mean, you know, killings. But at the end of the day, uh, if one is still too many. And right. so I hate it for Chiefs fans who went out there, you know, people with their families, their kids, to celebrate the team they love. Uh, and, and that sucks. So right. if that's too heavy for you, I'm sorry. But I just feel like that's what it, that's what it is. Right. And, you know, I, I've said this for years. Uh, after Sandy Hook, I, I was in tears because at right. that time my daughter was in elementary school and I could not imagine – what it would be like 
to have that happen. And I said, we, this has got to stop. This has got to stop. I still don't have the answers, Mike. Right. And by the way, we're both gun owners, and uh, we're not, as we say, we stay in our lane. But when sports intersects with real life, as it has this afternoon in Kansas City, we're not going to not talk about it, okay? We're not cowards on this radio show. We're talking about the issues that affect our audience because it affects people here in Atlanta as well. But, yeah, I just – This could be any could be anywhere. It could be anywhere. Any parade. And we've seen it happen anywhere. And that's what drives you. Whether, you know, again, whether it's a criminal element or whether it's somebody who's mentally ill, just too many guns on the streets, man, and, and no answers. Hey, the uh, San Francisco 49ers make a big uh, move uh, today, and some people are saying it's scary. Scapegoating by Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> he fires his defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes. Now, some guys uh, were arguing with us on Twitter saying, look, the timeout in overtime uh, showing that he was going to go with an all-out zero coverage and blitz Patrick Mahomes said, Shanahan's like, enough of this. It's not working. So I would argue that if you're going to fire somebody, okay, maybe you feel Steve Wilkes didn't have his team up to speed against Patrick Mahomes. Who has? Because the Ravens had a better defense, and yeah. they couldn't get it done. True. I think if you're going to fire somebody, I think you're going to fire the special teams coach, Brian Schneider. Because last time I checked, you're in overtime because you missed an extra point because your team didn't block properly, and you also had a special teams with the most basic plays where if you don't know where the ball is, you got to get away from it, kicks off the heel of one of the up backs, and then boom, Kansas City's in business inside the 35-yard line. That's special teams. But uh, they decided to make a, a scapegoat, if you will, out of Steve Wilkes, who – did have a three-game stretch where they were really awful this year, Carl, and then obviously got things cranked up, spotted both Green Bay and Detroit big leads, but then rallied back. I uh, I just feel some kind of way about this one, Mike. I mean, and maybe it's just because it's after the Super Bowl, and, you you know, again, you're, you're trying to assess blame, and you're looking for the reasons why you lost. Mm-hmm. If Shanahan feels like that him and Steve Wilkes were not on the same page and he feels like the defenses that were called in that overtime lost him the game, he's got every right to fire him. But it just feels like – you know what? Once again, Shanahan didn't do enough right. to win the game. And who can I blame? Who can I point the finger to? I don't know. That that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, but but listen, Steve Wilkes is going to land on his feet. He, he's a great coach. Uh, I thought he did a really good job with that defense. We thought that defense would be better. But going into this game, I told you guys the Chiefs had the best defense in the playoffs. Period. They were better than everybody else, and they ultimately that's why they won the Super Bowl. Right. But if I told you going into this game that the 49ers defense would hold them to two scores. That's all they had. Two touchdowns. And you're going to blame this game on Wilkes? Come on. I just think that Shanahan, guys, this is where's why. That, where's, that, where's that explosive offense, Mike? Where's Debo right. and Ayuk? Right. We where's talked, all that? Talked about that all week, man. And the other thing with Shanahan, this is why when Shanahan got hired, I was like, oh, man, here we go. And then obviously he puts together one of the most amazing seasons of all time, and then we know how it ended. And then I've tried to feel a little more empathy for Shanahan throughout the fact that I don't want to see a guy with a great team like that never win the big one. Yeah. But then when you pull stuff like this, you look like a little entitled weasel. That, uh, you know, that, that you, you certainly are qualified to do the job, but you got there through your dad being Mike Shanahan. <laughs> and, For sure. And this is why some people don't like this guy around the NFL. So we'll see what they do. And the worst part is Steve Wilkes can't get hired now. He's got to sit out a year because, you know, they're, they're, everyone's put their staffs together because all the new coaches have been hired. Absolutely. Um, and that's that's the sad part. But, yeah, I, I feel like um, we're, we're on the right side of this. I don't feel right. like we're on the wrong. I know some guys are saying he should have been fired. You tell me holding Patrick Mahomes in a Super Bowl where you right. had two weeks to prepare to two touchdowns, what did he do wrong outside of facing the best quarterback of his era? Right. And the Ravens certainly did a great job with their team. i got to be honest with you. I mean, they let, their defensive coordinator got a, a head coaching job in Seattle over yeah. how they handled Patrick Mahomes and company, even though in the loss, because right. Munkin and their uh, – and for whatever reason – He blew it. Lamar Jackson decided they're not going to run the football like they should have. Hey, man, uh, I love the Marvel Universe like most people, and it's almost like they've gotten to a point now where – 
they've had some great storylines. The arc of the Avengers was perfect. Deadpool's coming out. Deadpool with Wolverine. That's good. Looks, looks pretty good. good. So some of the yeah, and there's a little bit of there's some Easter eggs in there for folks who want to see. Ooh, see what this is all about. But one thing that's never seemed to work or ever make back the money they put into it is the Fantastic Four. Ben Grimm, clobbering time. Remember. Michael Chiklis played him in one of those. He sure movies. did. That's was right. It, was it uh, was it Jessica Biel? Was it or Jessica Alba? Jessica Alba. I think it was, was Alba. One. I think it was Alba. But they just never seem to to make it work. The reason I, I bring this up, Marvel reveals the Fantastic Four cast. Uh, it's going to be Pedro Pascal. Vanessa Kirby is going to be in this. Pedro Pascal, for those who don't remember, amongst other things, was really good in Narcos. He's been he was fantastic in the in the Last of Us on HBO mm. from the video game. Uh, really charismatic actor, does a great job and everything. But this one, I don't know, man. This. I got to be honest. I never really vibed the Fantastic Four. Did you? No. Um, I am not necessarily a Fantastic Four fan per se. Even as like the cartoon, Mike, I didn't watch. Right. Okay. Um, and that's not it has nothing to do with the characters. And, pa- and Pablo Pascal also in the Mandalorian. Well, he's great. That's man. what I'm saying. I'll give you more he, reference. He's been, he's, been he's been the right. hottest actor over the last right. five years with the stuff he's been in than right. anybody. I mean, he's been on fire. But I've not been a fan of, of the Fantastic Four. Not because of the characters. Characters are cool. But I don't know, man. I just I, I feel like um, they're one of these from the movie standpoint. They've tried to do this movie a couple of different times, and right. it's just been a complete fail. And they and brought in the Silver Surfer, who only like it didn't work. Fringe people of the comic book world love the Silver Surfer. I've I've never seen anyone clamoring work. for oh, let's get the Silver, Silver Surfer, Surfer involved in this one. What does he do? Well, he surfs in the universe, <laughs> and he's lonely. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> so they got another movie coming out. Is what you're another telling Fantastic me. Four coming. There's an article in Forbes about this one, and a lot of people are saying that uh, they they just think uh, not really sold. Uh, Doctor Victor Von Doom is yet to be cast. Again, the, the whole nobody likes the Fantastic Four like the like the like the other elements of the Marvel universe. Is got the point. I'm I hope to. they get it right. right. I hope that this is something they can that they, they right. can finally get right. But yeah, apparently uh, Ben and, Mendelsohn, the Australian actor, really wants to play Doctor Doom. I think that'd be a good fit. Okay. okay. Chris, do you know anything about the Fantastic Four other than what we just described? Yeah, I'm a bit of a comic book nerd. Uh, Silver Surfer, you guys are spot on. He's kind of like Gambit from the X-Men, a guy on the outside that some Correct. people like that are really, really into right. it. But you got to be in the know to appreciate it. And right. by the way, why did the X-Men work and this didn't? Like right. the, and they, Charismatic actors, charismatic characters. There's been so many spinoffs, too, right. of the X-Men. So, And I love the X-Men. Yeah. Like, if you ask me X-Men over uh, Fantastic Four, it's not even close. Yeah, Deadpool is certainly one of my faves. Love Deadpool. Hey, one last nugget for you in Guy Talk. Brought to you by Dukes and Bell. Hey, man, Al, in addition to our buddies at Hooters. Um, we talked a lot on Monday about how the waste management went total happy Gilmore. They met with the PGA, uh, and apparently next year they're going to be definitely dropping the number down. Now, they stopped publicizing officially how many people gotten in, but it was over 200,000. Uh, people basically taking the shirts off, running around, jumping into sand traps, basically cussing out golfers on the course. <laughs> That's probably a little bit further than the PGA wanted to go in a battle with a live golf. So next year, I don't know, once you've gone down this road, uh, it seems like uh, only 16 will allow the kind of shenanigans. Even that will be curtailed by the PGA Tour and the folks who run the waste management. I just think about Caddyshack. We don't bet, sir. Gambling's illegal here at Bushwoods. And, and I, I never, never slice. slice. You can owe me. I owe you nothing. <laughs> but I just love the fact that guy going to Zach, Zach Johnson. You're the worst Ryder Cup captain ever. He's on his, on his backswing. Anyway, that's your guy, Tark. Hey, man, coming up, you want to hear from our new OC? You will as part of our Falcon Report. This hour is brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. It's Dukes of Bell live at Flower Branch. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.